Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. My personal opinion when it comes to sex is that it really does reflect the relationship you have with yourself to some degree. Oh, absolutely. When we're having sex, fantasizing about sex, thinking about sex, we're really in tune with our desires. And our sexual desires is part of our nature, and not just our human nature, but our spiritual nature. Oh, explain. Yeah. We're here to have sex. And we're here to experience sex because sex in its most whole experience is truly divine. And I know that we've said that in previous episodes, so I'm not really sure why we're having to like repeat that again. I think because it goes so far against what we believe spirituality is. You know, when you are turned on, you mm-hmm. are literally turned on. You are aware of your life. You're happy to be in body. You, every touch feels different. Every oh. moment, intimacy feels stronger. I think the perils that sex brings, especially for like maybe a millennial or for someone who's kind of grown up in this new socialized space, is that we're living with a dichotomy of on one side, sex is something that's meant to be sacred and only done with one partner for the purposes of procreation. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, it's fuck that, so we're going to go crazy. Yeah. And there's no middle ground. So you're either slut or you're empowered. You know, you're either chased or you're approved. There's no middle ground where people are just like, this is what I want to do and I'm doing it for me. Yeah. And then the other thing I really notice is that it's all about the other person. When we're having sex, we aren't having sex for the other person. We're having sex for ourselves. Yes. So the minute you're thinking, oh, if I sleep with him, he'll want me, or oh, if I sleep with him, he won't want me, is the minute you're already fucked. Right. And because that example is an example of sex in third dimensional consciousness. So third dimensional consciousness is separation consciousness. So it's where we exist in a state of polarity. What I'm doing and what I'm experiencing is either good or bad. And all the internal judgment that we create, either because we're socialized or we're conditioned we tend to apply that to ourselves. So we keep ourselves in separation. And then that is reflected in all of our relationships. So what you were sort of saying is when you were making sex about other people, how they feel about us to prove our worth, etc., that's keeping us in separation. From the other person. And ourselves. And ourselves. Yeah, yeah. because it becomes all about our worth. Well, that's the thing, because saying that there is a good choice and a bad choice, right choice, wrong choice. And in doing so, what people are doing is they're denying their natural ability to choose yes for the sake of being accepted by someone else mm-hmm. effectively right oh absolutely and funnily enough that really does tie into sex it does because sex is truly divine and by divine we we don't mean in terms of this religious definition of the divine and god it's that it is just that significant to us and our identity on the deepest level possible that it does enable channels to bliss and to true contentment and joy. And that's where our actual power resides, which is why we can sort of equate sex to power. When we talk about you being a divine being, it's not that you are in the image of God. It is that you are so powerful that you can create whatever world you want. Our ability to accept our sexual nature and identity means then that we we know our worth. Really? I mean, it really has to do with when we are whole in ourselves and we are really tuned into that. Yeah. You can only know your worth, period. Because when you say whole in yourself, you mean physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're kind of in 
alignment all your bodies are in alignment yes. so again for those who haven't listened to other episodes in other seasons may I suggest you do because it's really good but <laughs> you have we have four bodies yes those bodies are the emotional body so all our emotions how we feel how we feel the mental body yes how we think yes but in the larger expanded way not just our filtered yeah brain, because mind. the mental body yeah. also holds the mind which is our fears and our ego yes so there's more than that yes. to the mental body, our physical bodies, which are obviously physical, mm-hmm. and our spiritual body, yes. which is kind of the fact that we have a soul, as it were. Yeah, and how we connect to the yeah, divine, exactly. whatever that means. We really could not know the joys or the extent to which we could experience the divine through sex because of our 3D reality. And just how many rules existed around sex. I mean, thing, for me, I was very comfortable in my sexual identity, if you will, because I was always comfortable feeling different and as an outlier. So for me, having that was just another, was part and parcel of it all. But how can we really put God and sex in the same sentence? Morality and religion and God don't belong in the bedroom or in the street or in the alley or whatever room or space, wherever you choose to have sex. We are the architects of our lives. And we are the creators. Well, we're the ones who invented religion. We prop up religion in our own way that we are somewhat responsible for that sense of, you know, for, for the morality and bullshit conversations around sex. So if we're going to move forward in this kind of 5D oneness where we can be healed whole sexual individuals, we need to sort of heal that. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Why would religion regulate sex? Was it a social thing? Because one can assume... It was everything. It was power. Okay, go on. Well, from the spiritual point of view... Yeah, this is what I'm asking. So from the spiritual point of view, it's all power. If you can control how people are having sex, when they're having sex, how they are having sex, then you're robbing them of their power. Right? They're surrendering their power. They cannot be in their powerful state. And as we know, sex enables some of our greatest power. Yeah because it's freedom, it's co-creative power, etc. So when people are not able to express themselves sexually and they become suppressed and repressed, that power goes. And they can't be themselves, can they? For a very private act, there's a fuck ton of public opinion. Very much. So are we not meant to be celibate then? God, no. So it was very much... This idea, and it wasn't just in sort of Christianity or Catholicism, it's also practiced in other religions, the concept of celibacy yeah. or renunciates, right? So I renounce all of my earthly possessions and all of my earthly desires in order to feel closer to the divine. Yeah. Because if I have nothing, if I have none of these things, there's absolutely nothing that will separate me from God. And it's a really great concept. It works for some people. But I guess what they're also saying is I'm going to separate myself from my earthy urges. Exactly. Exactly. So therefore, I'm going to separate myself from my humanity in order to become like what I think you are, mm-hmm. which is divine. But actually, true divinity is being in your utmost power as yourself. Mm-hmm. So by sacrificing who you are in order to be divine, you're never going to end up being divine. It just keeps you locked in a state of separation. Now, to be fair, there will be people who will continue to come into this world and hold a space for as a renunciate because there are people who are going to have to hold space for faith, right? That it's part of their purpose or their mission to represent and hold that pillar, if you will. 
as we discuss the four pillars of trust, one of them being faith. And that will come into the next episode, actually. Okay. And why that's still important. But if we don't remove religion from the sex conversation, we will continue to have a very distorted view of sex. But what about for all these people who don't think that, who don't buy into religion? Then good for them. Then they're no, off to a better start. Yeah, but they still have the same fucked up views on sex. Yeah, because they're so. It, that's the socialization, right? As opposed to the sort of religion influence, the religious influence. It's the social influence, which is the. You, it's really difficult to have one without the other. It just spills over. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, if everything is a choice, then sex is a choice too, right? Mm-hmm. So. We choose when to have sex. Yeah. We choose how to have sex. Yes. We choose when we're ready to have sex and mm-hmm. we choose what it's going to mean to us. Completely. And if we're able to be mature enough to take responsibility for ourselves, mm-hmm. we can even own, I'm having sex with this person because I really like them. Yeah. I'm having sex with this person because they're fucking hot. Sex and 5D is about coming into it from a very whole healed space. If you're holding on to a piece because your first sexual experience was somehow a negative one or there were consequences that weren't particularly pleasant. Most people have not had positive experiences and that drives me bananas because in so many ways that is what influences and has characterized so many of the relation, their sexual relationships and experiences going forward. And that begins that sort of twisted dysfunctional relationship we had to sex. And it's often because we're telling kids, you need to wait until a certain age. You need to wait until you love the person. You need to wait until this matters so much. And I think it gets built up. When you build something up to the point that it becomes this massive reward, then the amount of pressure oh, so on pressure. it means that you're not going to... You're, you're going to feel like you failed no matter what happened. Mm-hmm. Because your expectations become so high yeah. that... Even if it's the best thing ever, mm-hmm. you still are expecting it to be better because nothing is ever going to live up to what you think it is going to be in your mind if yeah. you've never experienced it before. Right. And I think that it's not even as much that in terms of unmet expectations, but it's also the sometimes you almost don't know how you're going to feel about sex till you've done it. I think we failed the younger generations because we haven't normalized sex. And I don't mean normalizing it in the sense of, becoming flip about it because to me normalizing it to the point where you're indifferent about sex is just as dangerous and unhealthy as you know sort of upholding it as this most sacred act it is a sacred act because it is an expression of our most divine selves but that doesn't mean that in expressing that divine self i need to go and find somebody who's also their divine self and then we need to be super magical together and then it's going to be so amazing again okay that's where your point comes in then the expectations go unmet. If we are really in our own power and we are in our most divine self, in all likelihood, we are going to attract that person. That we don't need to go scouring the city to be able to go meet them. Energetically and vibrationally, we'll tend to find each other because that's how the energy works, right? So if I'm in 5D and I'm sleeping with someone, are they in 5D too? Not necessarily, but their vibration can be compatible enough with you. Okay, so otherwise I wouldn't be able to sleep with them. Right. It's true because I feel like my most divine self when I'm writing. That's not a sacred act but it's in still any a, way, no. but it's sacred to me. Yeah, I think writing is definitely sacred, but yes, it is. And it's because it's a creative act. Right? Yes. So then some people might feel their most divine when they're playing the guitar mm-hmm. or when they're going on a nice walk 
Or maybe Kiara feels her most divine when she's doing a sit-up. I don't know. <laughs> but, we should ask her. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, it's all the same, right? Because they're all expressions of our joy. Yes. And sex is an expression of joy and of love. It is. So why would we treat it as some kind of disposable thing? I think because it got so perverted. Completely perverted. And like everything happens where you go from like one end of the spectrum to the other. So where it becomes like something so sacred that it's basically, let's be honest, a tool for power. Mm-hmm. Men having power over women, women having power over men. Yeah. Everyone's just shitting power at each other, right? And withholding it and succumbing to it. Then it goes the other way to disposable. Because I think what we're seeing a lot of is people are really divesting themselves. Sex is going to become a bigger part of the conversation as we really explore what kind of relationships we want and what we're capable of having in 5D, which is just going to look so different as we discussed in the previous season. There's going to be a new relationship paradigm and sex is going to be a big part of that conversation, but not in the way that we had it for years and years and years, because the reason we were talking about it the way that we were was because of all this religious conditioning. But when we've cast off all of a lot of our issues, sex is going to look very different. We're not who we choose to have sex with and 3d we were often using that as a guide, as a measuring stick. I'm, I'm fucking this really hot man. It must mean that I'm somehow really hot or amazing or sexy. Again, if we're 5D people, that shit's not going to matter. It's going to be, I'm whole in myself, you're whole enough in yourself. And when we come together, there's something being magnified in this experience that's going to leave us feeling even more blissful and joyful and not needy. And wanting. What I've noticed of late is I don't necessarily think of just how am I going to feel in the act, mm-hmm. but I also think how am I going to feel afterwards? Yeah. And if I don't think yes. I'm going to feel good afterwards, then I'm not going to do it. No. Because I know what it's like to have physical interactions with people mm-hmm. and be left feeling pretty shit. Yeah. Now, doesn't mean I don't take risks. And it's worth taking risks when it comes to sex. Risks that you feel capable of taking, not because somebody else did it and it worked out for them. No, no, no. It's always coming from that internal gauge that we have of this is what I can manage. When you know yourself well enough, when you are so clear in your desires, when you've healed a lot of your shit, a lot of that stuff just becomes second nature. I know what I'm doing. And I know in that bigger knowing sense is in the other pillar of trust, which is knowing, I just know this is going to work for me. I know this is part of some story and it's all good. So the thing is, a lot of people haven't dealt with it. They still carry it over and over and over again. And what have we said? This is the lifetime to end our 3D lives. So we're here to heal it so future generations don't. Most of the time right now, what I see, especially among millennials, they're doing it to prove a point because I like you a lot. Or I need you to like me. And we all need to be on the same page. And the only way that I know that we're going to get on the same page in this relationship or in this situation or whatever it is that we're playing at is through sex. And that is a surefire way to keep yourself and the other person and whatever that dynamic is in separation, which means you're just looping through your karmic shit. And that is not okay. If we approach sex in separation, so it's me and you, 
I want something from you, you want something from me. Mm-hmm. Sleeping with you means this about me. Sleeping with you means this about you, etc. Yeah. You know, that's basically 3D, right? Mm-hmm. And so whatever comes at the end, even even if it is a fluffed up ego, yeah. it's going to come after that to a fall of yeah. some kind. Whereas if you're approaching sex as, I really want to do this, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with whatever outcome comes, yeah. then the intention is, a whole self-focused intention <laughs> rather than an outwardly focused intention. Yeah. And I think that is probably the defining factor between the two. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens next, it's not going to make me feel worthless because it was my choice. Yeah. So, And it's very key that you said that about your worth. Again, it always plays into it. Yeah. Are, we putting, our, are we putting our self-worth on the table? When we have sex, that's a huge question for people to ask because that's usually what will tell you whether you're in 3D or 5D. Basically, yeah. If 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 something that happens afterwards mm-hmm. is going to make you feel worthless, then the answer is yes, you are. Right. So I have one more point to make about this topic that I think is really important that has to go in here as opposed to future discussions about sex, which I'm sure we'll have because we can't help ourselves. Is marriage, marriage and sex. Now, imagine a lot of people who are married, especially my generation, Gen Xers, who generally got hitched in their late 20s or their 30s or might be on their second marriages or third. They came together in 3D separation because that's what defined our generation. And their relationships have had to move from 3D to 5D, which means that a lot of relationships had suffered because it really requires the intention and the same evolutionary goal, which is why we've seen a lot of marriages crumble. A lot of people just can't get there together. And that's okay. But sex itself is one that needs, it's going to really be playing into where are we in this marriage now? Can we sustain this if we don't have a healthy sexual connection? And that's really going to play a very big role in the coming years as people come into 5D. So how sex comes to be and how it plays out in our lives always comes down to choice, like you said, right? So it can't come from a place of judgment. I mean, but especially also by us, right? So you can't judge ourselves. You know, really what we're doing is we're having to come into a more mature relationship to sex. And having that mature relationship allow us to come into a greater maturity in general. Because that's what keeps us like children. We've got to grow up when it comes to sex. We all do. And then if we grow up, we can actually enjoy it. Yeah. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.